Welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection in this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. We're connected whether we see it or not, whether it's your connection with your dog and your cat or your connection with your God. Also, I talk about things that are more abstract, like your connections with your career or your land, your community, your family, your emotions, your body. Life is truly all about connections. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we get to have an easier, more enjoyable life. I'm going to talk about these connections through different lenses, but things like synchronicities and coincidences or everyday little bits of magic or miracles that we tend to dismiss. It's important we pay attention to all of this to help us, like I said, live an easier, more satisfying life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. If I asked you if your soul was able to breathe deeply and freely, what would you say? This is metaphorical, of course, our soul breathing. But what I mean is, are you living in a way that feels like you are complete alignment with what your soul wants you to be? And maybe you don't call it a soul. I call it my soul, but maybe you call it God or Jesus or fate or your highest good or your purpose or your divine wisdom. What I'm getting at is, are you living in a way that you feel good about yourself at the end of the day? The thing that makes you say, yes, I feel good about the decisions I made today. Yes, I feel good about my behavior today. Yes, I acted in complete alignment with my values today. Now, I ask you this because sometimes we don't even know that we're walking around in some kind of a tense or anxious state. It's such a low level of anxiety you know, maybe your shoulders are a little bit tight. Maybe there's a little bit of like tense nerves in the pit of your stomach, or you're guarding your heart, you're protecting your heart a little bit. And it's not until you find that connection with something that you feel like you can take a deep breath and relax. Today on our guest episode, I am talking with Reverend Jerry Ganand, and she talks about her connection with community, her connection with connection even, and what it has meant to her and where it has taken her in her life. You know, we don't always even know how we are walking around not in a relaxed state. And Reverend Sherry talks a little bit about this. She's also going to give you some some tips, some hints that If you find yourself wanting to connect in a different way with yourself or your God or your community, she's going to give you a few ways to do that. Here's my conversation with Reverend Sherry. I want to welcome today on the show, I have Reverend Jerry Ganand. She is a minister at Universal Spirit Center in San Diego, California, and she is with the same Centers for Spiritual Living that I am a minister with. Reverend Sherry is going to tell us a story about her connection with the community. Welcome, Reverend Sherry. Hi, thank you, Reverend Karen. And hello, all you beautiful ones out there listening in. Yeah, this is exciting to talk about connections because that's what it's all about, right? It is. If we're not connected, then we're disconnected. And that is a lonely place to be. 
Yeah, it is a lonely place to be. And that's kind of what this is all about is if feel like we're not connected, you know, we're in the teaching that we know that that's not necessarily the truth, but it feels like it. We might feel alone. We might feel unhappy, all kinds of stuff. But anyhow, I'm dying to hear your story, how your story of this particular connection starts or, or how this story goes. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me on. So some people connect with, you know, individuals or memory or a place, but I thought I'd share about my connection with a whole community of people, different as that may sound. And I'm going to back up a little bit and just tell a little history about me. I'm one of those people, I guess you would call a spiritual seeker. Spiritual in the sense that I was seeking connection with that greater higher power I call God or spirit. And so I did what's known as church shopping. You know, I grew up in one faith oh, and, yes. and I, I, at college, I went to the chapel there and I, no, that wasn't quite it. It was nice while it was there. So I just tried to find connections with all these different flavors of religions and denominations. And none of them were quite the right fit for me. One day, a good friend of mine that I knew through music, she said, Sherry, Sherry, you like music and you like spiritual stuff. Why don't you come over to my place? It's a Wednesday night, and I think you'll like the music and the people. And so I did. It took me a couple of weeks, but I finally went. And oh my gosh, the young man that was speaking there, he spoke my language. He spoke about our connection, mm. about our connection with the divine, and that it doesn't have to be this highfalutin thing. It can be real personal and loving not the connection of the God of my youth, which was very demanding, authoritative, kind of critical and judgmental, right. uh, punishing. It was none of that. And also the music. I, if I remember, it was just very simple. It was just a keyboardist and someone who had just a lovely voice and just sang very heartfelt songs about the love of earth and each other, of all people and of the divine. How beautiful. Yeah. And so I fell in love. I said, this, this has been said quite often. People in our group say, I found my tribe. You know, that group of people that thinks the same way, speaks the same way, and just automatically seems to know my heart before I even know it. Yes. So tell me, was it that night that Wednesday when you walked in was it another day that you were in there and you really felt like this is it yes so it was a, a process so even though I had that wow that just very heartfelt and spiritual experience numinous is a fancy word for it yeah and so I said okay that was pretty sweet let me come another week so I think I went to maybe 10 of those services. And finally, somebody said to me, well, since you like this smaller group, but you seem like someone who would who likes people too, and a group of people, why don't you come on Sunday morning when we have our, our, our big service? So I said, oh, okay. I dragged my feet for a little while, but I went. <laughs> <laughs> and the message, when the minister, who's the founding minister, I'll say his name, Reverend Kevin Busey, got up there and spoke, I just started crying. Well, first tears started seeping out of my eyes. Now, I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but I know he was talking about the connection of my soul, my heart, 
with the divine that's mm. not predicated is not based on anything that I, I can't do that I can't think of it was just loving and automatic just like a parent would love a child they love them no matter what they do right wow. so I started attending on Sundays regularly for that whole year I think I cried every service not wow. bawling but just the tears you know you have you ever had those joy tears Mm-hmm. And uh, and I called them. I started calling them truth tears. My eyes leaked a lot. Wow, <laughs> that that's year. amazing! Every Sunday, they every Sunday. So tell me, what was it that sent you church shopping in the first place? And what was it then that you were finding with those tears of joy? I think it was a combination of things. In the church I grew up in and and some of the other places I went to, the message that you're broken, your spirit is broken, your behavior is broken, you need fixing. Mm -hmm. And there was just something inside of me that said, God, don't make no junk. How can this all powerful, loving essence and being just make something that doesn't work right? And I have to, we have to go through all these hoops and, you know, prayer or ablutions that's like rituals and things you need to do to purify yourself now i'm not again i love ritual don't get me wrong (laughs) it helps it helps tell my my conscious and my subconscious to like calm down open up be open to receiving spirit right so so some of that it was the kind of the negativity part of it now did i like the music and the formula of it like on a sunday the, the the songs in the i grew up in the lutheran church and it was the same service every sunday except you plug in different music and there's a different message from the minister but it was the same format so that part was comforting but it was a little stiff and a little boring for me so that sent me searching okay another important thing as i'd say it was probably in college and i was developing my feminist Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of view of things. I was like, yes. well, you know, it's not all just about the guys. Nothing about I love men. <laughs> Nothing about the bad about the guys. But like, does God have to be a guy? I don't think so. God uh-huh. is for right. me. God was non-gender. You know, God right. was bigger than than the human form. Right. And also that you know the women in in the churches, the old churches I went to, there was a hierarchy. There was absolutely. You know, anybody who's a president, the deacons, they're all men. And us women had to be like the servants. And that that just rubbed me the wrong way. Right. God is male. The hierarchy of women being seen less, less than. And so what I would do is if I was I was in the choir. You know, I was very involved. I started inserting words. I started, you know, inserting uh, like in the Lord's Prayer instead of our father who art in heaven. Oh, my creator who is in heaven. You are a rebel, aren't you? Uh, yeah, but I was under my breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes they would say, amen. I would go, ah, woman. <laughs> I was a bit of a stinker. So yeah, I was still in my 20s. <laughs> right, right. Well, good for you for recognizing that. Now, I want to kind of take a step back and just say, if for you, uh, the image of the divine as masculine or as a father figure, all power to you. There are many paths to the divine, to God, and we each have our our vision that just helps us to connect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What, whatever works for us, but knowing that it, we don't have to subscribe to someone else's idea. 
I'll also let you know, after college, thinking I, I, I had a calling, as they call it, a call to the vocation of ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was still affiliated with the Lutheran Church. I served a year as a youth, uh, youth minister. It was called Youth Staffer. And I traveled around New England. That was the territory that I had and helped other churches with the youth ministry program. At that time, there were only two women, at least in New England, who had become ministers in the Evangelical Lutheran Church. And I was thinking becoming a third. But working and seeing all these different churches and how they were set up and everything, I just didn't see a fit there for me as a woman minister, Mm. which is sad. I probably could have made it, but I wasn't mature enough quite yet, even though I was a bit of a rebel. I I wasn't quite mature enough, confident enough myself to be a forerunner in that sense. So it took another 20 years till I found a place that honored men and women equally, talked about the divine mostly in neutral language, and just felt like that's the place for me. Wonderful. Each Sunday, if I didn't sneak out from the back row first, but as I stayed longer and kind of observed the people afterwards, and so I started meeting some people, and I found that, well, it wasn't just the minister and the choir director, but the people there were also open and friendly and talking their talk, talk, walking their talk. There we go. Walking their talk right. of openness, of loving new people. Now I'll share right here on the airwaves. I'm a lesbian. Right? I'm gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a lot of religious communities, that's you're, you're seen as less than. Exactly. So I had a couple couple strikes against me in in my older communities right oh and also i had turned vegan so here i was a white lesbian female uh, vegan not following traditional religions so i just i was seen as kind of this wow this oddball but spiritual center they're like well Welcome to the club, you know, we're we're all shapes and sizes. We've got feathers of every color and kind here. And we love you just for who you are, as long as you're open-hearted and and mindful. Right. And sharing. So how did that feel? So what did that mean for you, knowing that you were accepted in this community that you had been going to and you liked? There was probably part of you on the edge a little bit, wondering if it was all going to play out like you hoped I imagine because of previous experiences how did you know what what happened that you knew you were in the right place yeah great question Karen thank you well a couple things so I don't remember who I first told that I was gay it's probably when I made a comment something like well yes I and my wife and they went oh well yeah me and my partner we've been together 15 years and we just love it here and we got talking so there was just that like, oh yeah, no big deal. Yeah, That's part of yeah. it. Uh, the other, and oh, you asked me how it made me feel. Yeah. It just, it was like my shoulders had been scrunched up to my ears in tension prior. And I just, you know, my, my spirit, my soul could just take a breath. My shoulders could relax. Mm-hmm. My body could relax. My, my soul could relax. I could start feeling instead of tension, I could feel a warmth and expansion. Nice. Um, you know, and, and somebody very smart right away said, Hey, why don't you join our beginners class that talks about our faith? It might be a little different than what you grew up with. I said, Oh, that that sounds like a good idea. So being a lifelong learner and a curious, I wanted to see 
so how does this thing called science of mind, weird, weird, weird title, right? Science. I was a biology major, by the way, in undergrad and, and mind, what do they mean by mind? Are they talking about psychology? Are they talking about consciousness? I mean, right. What is that? So yes, I, I went to that class and it was another step into coming into community because we talked about deep stuff. It was our deep sharing of ourselves. You know, I had never felt a, an honest and uh, what does Brene Brown say? Vulnerable sharing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without blame or shame as with that group. And so that initial group of 12 became my uh, my support group and kind of my little cluster. So on Sunday morning, when I walked into this big room, um, I could go, oh, hey, I know Bob or, or, or Jamal or right. whoever. Right. Um, so that's that was- very relaxing and freeing to feel that way, isn't it? Yeah. So how has it changed your life now? What's different in your life? So I've got three little initials in front of my name now, R-E-V, abbreviation for Reverend, Rev, Rev Sherry. I had mentioned earlier that I had thought of becoming a minister for the Lutheran Church. Mm-hmm. And when I went to this class and started talk about, talking about these things that mattered to me with people that it also mattered in ways that a language that I could understand that wasn't all highfalutin mm-hmm. about uh, absolution and confession of sins and, and whatever language we use in, in church, um, right. that I said, it awoke my desire to that calling to ministry against it. Okay. I'm a little older now, a little more confident, more mature. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of different uh, styles and folks and ways of living. This is a broader thing. I can say yes to this now. So my journey was, and I continued to unfold, to evolve, if you might say, and went through the classes. There's quite, there, there are seven years of preparation to become a minister with science right. in mind. It's, it's like going for multiple PhDs yeah. <laughs> in terms of the, the intensity. Not yeah. Yeah. So I took classes at my local church or center, and then I enrolled in what is in some places called seminary or ministerial school. Mm-hmm. And silly me, in my 50s, I also decided to go for a master's degree in consciousness studies. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that in a moment. So uh, that was three and a half years and graduated this past June, got my license and am now um, working at my, my home center, Universal Spirit Center, as a staff minister. I'm working with the founder of that church and also one of my classmates is also a staff minister. So oh, we grew nice. from one to three. <laughs> nice. That's fabulous. And congratulations. That's that's wonderful. Very good. Not to put you on the spot, but if someone out there wants to know, well, what can I do right now to start feeling this this love that something that you felt or what what could I start doing? Do you have any ideas what, what someone could do to start on this path of self-love and self-discovery from God? Absolutely. This is what I love. You know, I said I'm here to serve and to bring God's love tools for finding and reconnecting with Mm -hmm. God's love. So those of you out there, you're listening to this now. That's a great step. You know, hearing lots of different voices talk about connection. One of the things that is wonderful, if you're a person who has who loves prayer. Maybe you've never prayed before. You might go 
check in your browser and look at um, world. Oh, you might have to help me, Karen. I just went on my on my brain. World Ministry of Prayer. Ministry of Prayer. I wanted to say service. World Ministry of Prayer, and uh, a licensed trained person of prayer will will do a prayer with you. Mm -hmm. that can open up. Now, if praying's not your thing, then I invite you to uh, find what's called a new thought center. New thought is that idea that God isn't just the big dude in the sky or out there, but God is in me and you and in all of creation. It's eternal. It's powerful. It works in a certain way, but it's also love. So if you can find a community, if you have, you know, you can go online, you can go to centersforspiritualliving.org, O-R-G, and see if there's one near you. And there's also services broadcast online. That's kind of outward things, you know, finding another group. Like, yeah. like for me, it was saying, oh, I'm not crazy. Well, I am. But you know, there's other people out there who are seeking the same kind of love and, and connection yeah. with others yeah. who are also loving and feel a calling on the earth. But you can also, just in the privacy of your own home or whatever is a safe place for you, maybe it's walking in nature and just get still. And uh, some call it contemplation. It might be meditation. And just take a few deep breaths and just say, I don't know what, I don't know what this is about, but I am just opening my heart to something that is greater than I am, that I know is love and loves me no matter what, that I'm the beloved one of that. And there's also wonderful books out yeah. there. Um, one of my favorite ones is This Thing Called You. Mm -hmm. This yes. Thing Called You by Ernest Holmes. He's the founder of Science of Mind and Spirit back about 90 years ago. And it just talks about these things that we've been talking about. And I just want to mention, I'll have links on my show notes. So you can go to the website that I'll talk about at the end of the show. And there'll be links to the books and, and links to Sherry's center and links for actually Sherry has some prayer support that I'll put the link into as well. And I, I wanted to touch back because you mentioned something about your masters of consciousness. Oh, thank you. Was there something you want to add about that? Yes. So I had to learn what consciousness was. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I took the master's in consciousness course of studies, not really knowing what it was, but it was the master's that was offered that went with the license with the ministry. <laughs> so, right. so it right. may seem kind of silly. Some of you may be old hands at, at meditation and consciousness. So consciousness, let's just kind of do that real quickly. It's more than just what your brain thinks. It is that higher way of perceiving things that's kind of cosmic or universal, at least how I define it. There are many studies, even science is starting to move toward the more spiritual side of things in that they're saying, you know, in quantum physics mm -hmm. at the quantum level, that things come into existence by some consciousness, by some thinking, by some observer, thinking them into being. Well, isn't that like, for those of you who are Bible-based, God spoke the word and, you know, the six days, you know, the the heavens, the earth, the stars, the sun came into being, God thought into being. So consciousness is an awareness. So we have a consciousness on the human plane of our behaviors and outer things. There's a consciousness of our inner self, or some call it the 
subconscious mm-hmm. and there's the consciousness that's the big broad awareness of connectivity oh and that's what i wanted to say about community and connection that ah, so much is going on in the world right now i may date this show but <laughs> the ukraine and russia or in south africa even in our own streets in our own cities here in the us this idea that this individualism Mm-hmm. Well, don't get me wrong being unique you know i said earlier you know i've certainly got my uniquenesses <laughs> but that we're all separate you know and that's what all this angst and violence and war is about because we just feel like you know nobody else can help me and nobody loves me and i'm just a piece of trash science of mind and spirit and many other faith paths say no despite appearances we're all connected because we're part of that spiritual family it may be hard to accept that in your life particularly if you've had a pretty pretty tough life many of us had have had tough childhoods tough tough beginnings yeah but there is a love out there and if you can have someone that you know community like i found to reflect that back to you until you can accept that and believe it uh it's just the most wonderful thing to know that all is connected we are connected to the divine. We call it unity. We call it oneness, togetherness. It doesn't mean we're all the same. Right. Diversity is beautiful, but we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing and freeing to know that because there can't be any mistake. We're all one. We're all connected. There's give and take on all ends, but we all come out as one. I think it's a very important concept that a lot of people don't understand. And it causes a lot of strife to not understand it, to not feel it, to not live it, to not know it. So thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Sherry, I really appreciate having you and your story on this show very inspiring and and I can feel your your passion and your heartfelt behind you know everything that's developed in your life and a great appreciation for for what has happened so very very lovely thank you for being here thank you Reverend Kevin and I'll just say that I am so grateful for you for all you out there and for that greater presence that showed me that love is possible no matter how unique I am beautiful thank you If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.